Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and friends and family. Welcome back to Homeschool Together. Thanks so much for joining us. If you have a chance, you're going to definitely want to go down into the show notes and check out all the links to everything we're going to talk about today. This is our back-to-back episodes of talking about the, we had the game schooling gift guide in the previous week. And to this week, we were talking about our holiday gift guide. We know you're all frantically finishing up your, or some of you maybe even just just beginning your holiday shopping, um, unlike Ariel. Ariel's already done. Um, I am not done. I'm been, never done. She's been. <laughs> she was done in March. I was not. She was. But this is a good opportunity for us to, you know, look at some educational gifts. Uh, we right. try to always give our kids stuff that's fun. Certainly, we give our kids plenty of toys, but we're always thinking about how could I double this for some homeschool? Exactly. And we know we're not alone. Exactly. But if you before we begin, if you have a chance, head down into the show notes. Leave us a review if you can on iTunes. If not, leave us a star rating on Spotify. And if if you're on like Podbean or some other um, podcasting app, tell a friend and and yeah. share and share the news. Even if you leave a review, tell a friend. Tell, tell a many friend. friends. <laughs> um, we and just then also spread the word. And also, if you if you're looking to support the podcast, we have our Gumroad store there as well, and you can check out some of our resource guides that are available for around the world journeys. Uh, if anyone's doing that right now with the Build Your Library and Torchlight combination, we have a lot of cool things over there as well. Let's get into talking about spending money. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. That's what they're going to be doing. Right. Well, that's what we're doing. That's what uh, we're it was doing. funny, you know, when I put together this, the, the way that I do this every year is just, so this is our, I guess this is our third gift guide, right? We did third, third annual, third annual gift guide. Um, so the way that I do this every year is I keep a, an Amazon list for my kids all year long. <laughs> and when I see things, I dump them in there as, you know, potential Christmas gifts or birthday gifts. Um, and then at the end of the year, when I go to put this together, I just look at all of the things and I prune down to the things I think are the coolest. Yeah. So uh, that's how this goes. So this is also, as we looked at each of these things we were just reviewing before we started recording, and we were like, oh, man, that's cool. Oh, man, the kids would really like that. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, I know, because... This is the list I keep for our children. So (laughs) I don't think uh, you're not the only one that's going to be spending. But we hope that these are some really good items. We try to kind of, you know, not just stick just in STEM or just in art and kind of get a little Mm -hmm. bit of everything so that, you know, there's just some ideas and maybe this one of these items isn't the right thing, but maybe it gets you thinking about something new and different for your kids. Absolutely. Let's start with the first item. It's going to be, you know, one of a couple of the robotic themed because we um, love robots. Well, I think robots and robots within STEM are going to become, you know, in the next 10 to 15, 20 years, um, are going to become like a big thing. Yeah. Right? It's going to be a big cultural so thing. Um, we know that software and technology is a big, you know, you know, huge part of the world, huge part of our everyday lives. But also it's a, you know, we all know it's a very lucrative um, opportunity for our children to get into the STEM world, right? Mm-hmm. And robots and any type of yeah, robotics or coding up. or the synergy of hardware plus software is a 
huge, you know, a huge source of, you know, things in the world, right? And, you know, from our phones to our cars to everything that we we use in our daily, to our, you know, fancy refrigerators and things like that. So (laughs) we know that's a big thing and we know that's a a great opportunity for our kids to go into that as an engineer or software developer. And not that we're pushing our kids in certain ways, but- Not pushing, not pushing. Not not definitely, not definitely definitely pushing. pushing. Um, (laughs) You know, because Aaron and I are both- We're so STEMI. Yeah, we're a very STEMI family and we wanted to- you know, that's why we tend to, to gravitate to these things. But so the first one we're going to, we're going to go to is the learning resources. You've probably heard us talk about that, that as a company produces a lot of games. Yeah, they produced uh, some swamp, some swamp and yeah. uh, money bags. We haven't talked about money bags yet, but we have a few different games from learning resources that exactly. are, they're a bit more on the educational side than the gamey side, exactly. but they create all kinds of other STEM based toys. And so the first one we're going to talk about is the Botley, the coding robot. Um, so basically, this is a cute little two-wheeled, two-eyed robot um, that your learner can program using kind of a little remote control. You know, go yeah, forward. There's no screens. No screens, and that's what the really cool thing about this product is. I, I know some of us are using screens, and, and we use screens as well in our family, and some people do not. And so this kind of like goes to the do not, but also STEM, and that's kind of a nice, yeah, a nice mixture of of the two. Allow your your kid to have a little bit more of a STEM experience, but without the screens, that can kind of be distracting. So basically, it's a little robot that you can program and you can control via a little remote control. So you can go forward, backwards, you know, left, right, and backwards, and you can code a pattern into the robot. Mm-hmm. And the robot can do a number of things. You can have it go through you know, a maze that you've built out of Duplos. Um, you could have it follow a black line. I think it has that capability. It has object avoidance with its, it kind of where the eyeballs are in, on the on the yeah, front of the robot. Um, it has the ability to detect if something is ahead of it and it will stop or, or, or avoid that. Um, additionally, there are also a lot of like additional components you can build like little Rube Goldberg um, experiments or Rube, Rube Goldberg setups where botley will trigger something or something could then trigger botley to then do something right and there's a few different like challenge packs that you can buy that go with him so the robot itself is like 35 dollars, and yeah. then you can get different challenge packs for like 15 to 20 bucks and, and, and these are add cool. to him so it's it's like the um you know like the marble run that we talked about last year yeah. where you're given a card you say hey build this and solve this problem right and so you can do specific challenges so you don't have to it's not all free form yep. uh, if you're you know your learner can't come up with something right right at the beginning but then as they get more skilled then you can set up any course you want like you're talking about using duplos or um i love the idea of setting up a rube goldberg Uh, so this is pretty cool and it's supposed to be ages like five to seven is the the target window for this Uh, i think any older and you'd want to get into something a little bit more advanced but it's super cute and i could see our kids really enjoying it so we this is one of our considerations for christmas this year and we wanted to share it with all of you the next product that we're going to talk a little bit about is a sewing kit. Um, our daughter is very much into sewing. Yeah, she's taking a hand sewing she's class at the parent class. partnership. Oh, she's loving it. She's loving it. And she is. you may have a learner out there who wants to kind of get into sewing as well. And sometimes with sewing, it can be complex, right? Because you have to create something out of nothing. And, yeah. and I think what a lot of times we want to try to take out the creativity and then have them you know, the, the, the learner engage in the activity and get something out that looks really cool and, right. and beautiful. So what we're going to be talking about is the Craftorama sewing kit for kids, which is basically a beautiful little sewing kit that has all these various pieces for you to assemble with a, a needle and thread. 
um, little cr- critters of the forest. Yeah, and so it's kind of cool because it's all it's all the felt pieces are pre-cut in the different colors. And, and they, they have all the holes punched. The holes are already punched. So it, it gives your, your child kind of a leg up and they can, it includes the stuffing and the thread and all the pre-cut pieces and they can make eight different little woodland animals. So it was funny, we were looking at this and you were saying like, man, our daughter would really like this. We should really get this one yeah. for her because she would totally dig it. So it says ages seven to 12. I think that's probably about accurate. Our daughter just turned seven and this would be totally appropriate for her. Uh, it's kind of cute because you end up with a really nice product in the end. And it's nice. The the projects have a difficulty rating, so you can start mm-hmm. with less difficult projects and then kind of work your way up. But nothing in here is kind of unattainable. Yeah. So I think it's a really good intro. So if your, your child doesn't know any specific stitches, but is kind of interested in sewing or crafting, that's where our daughter was, you know, not very long ago when she, you know, right before she started this class is she really wanted to sew, but she didn't have any specific sewing knowledge yet. So uh, a, a craft like this is really great. It's 24 bucks, not very expensive. Yeah. And uh, I think that this would really provide a lot of hours of entertainment. So a uh, craft-a-rama sewing kit for kids. So the next product is the Lulu Junior Storybook Making Kit, and as a a a terrible story, as a terrible self-published writer as I am, um, <laughs> uh, I always love to to explore the idea of story. We, we talked about the story cubes, I think, last year or maybe yeah, one Rory of story cubes, Those Rory are really story fun. cubes. Um, I think the year before we talked about the Ebu create Eboo. a story cards. We yeah, always exactly. have some sort of cre- story creation thing on this guide. Oh man, it's subliminal. I wonder how that gets in there. <laughs> anyway, so basically what this is, is it's a prompt to help your child write their own, essentially, you know, children's book. And they're going to write their story, draw the pictures. And I think it's up to about 20 pages. Mm-hmm. You can have the title page, dedication page, and I think about the author page as well. There's a couple additional pages you then take those pages once they are done and they've colored them and drawn them and written the words and then you box it up in a prepaid envelope and you mail it off and within two to three weeks you get a what is a seven it's by a hardcover book seven by nine uh-huh. seven by nine color you know illustrated children's book right that your kid made yeah i think this is really cool this is about thirty dollars yeah. and uh it's really neat because the you know, it, it's one thing to say, oh yeah, you can make this book and then we could have it, we could have it printed. You can do, you could have it printed at Shutterfly or something, but yeah. it's just really difficult to like figure that out. This is nice. It's all a kit. Well, the, the biggest it, challenge the cost is, is you of doing it the is layout. In this. Yeah, you do in the layout. Right. Uh, I mean, Ariel, every, every year Ariel makes a kind of like family album for the year and then we kind of give that to some of the grandparents and everything so that they can you know, look through the pictures and put it on the it's wall. It's the gift that they always want. It's, it's the, the gift only that, gift they want. It's the only thing they really want, other than more grandchildren. <laughs> not happening. Not happening. But uh, <laughs> at least not from us. Um, no. The and, and so basically, they, you know, they love these things, but it's really hard. It's difficult for you, you to lay those things out. You got to do this kind of collage style of mm-hmm. um, adding all the pictures. Without having to do that for your child, this is very easy to just mail the sheets yeah. away and then they scan it. And then print it off as a book. I think this is probably my favorite gift to give even to another child yeah. because, I mean, what kid doesn't want to make their own art and yeah. then they get it back as a printed book and it's all included in the well, cost of just the kit. A co- I think that's great. Just a couple of weeks ago, our, our oldest actually made her own storybook and I actually helped her kind of sew a binding. Yeah. And then she was so over the moon just showing you that, that yeah, she, she made a whole really story. she was really excited that, about it. Yeah, she loved it. And so something like this, I think, would really engage that kind of creativity um, th- that young storyteller, that person who loves to do arts and crafts, this would be something that they would 
you know, I think would cherish putting on their wall for, you know, yeah. a year or so. And then obviously when they're 10, they look back and go, oh my God, my drawing is so terrible. Well, but so, you know, for the I short th- term, it's, it's so amazing to have something that is your own. What I think is really cool is let's say you have a 10 year old that really is into art, yeah. right? Maybe they could do some beautiful illustrations for their own book. I, I love this doesn't really have an age limit. No, I think, doesn't. you know, as soon as your child can, can reasonably write the, the words, um, and is into the drawing mm-hmm. all the way through a teenager can make their own book. I well, think it's cool. I think there's a sister set of this around make your own comic book. Yes, there is. Maybe we should link both in the yeah, notes. We'll, we'll go ahead there's and a link, make your own comic exactly. book. Exactly. I love that idea that this isn't just for an early learner. This could be a really cool thing for, you know, an older kid, you know, especially if you're, if your learner is, you know, ready to write kind of that old. So most of the books a long time ago were all written by hand. Yeah. And so you can imagine your young learner writing their story by hand, putting some drawings in the corner yeah. and, and, you know, really engaging in, in the act of writing. You know, it doesn't have to just be a short story. It could be a little bit longer story. Sure. Well, yeah. and I think it's cool, too. You know, you're, if you had like a preteen or something that's really mm-hmm. into uh, art, maybe into some sort of calligraphy. You're not calligraphy, maybe, but, you know, cool styling of their letters and stuff. They could make something beautiful out of this. It's really open-ended. Uh, which I think is a really fun gift. And I believe in, in the kit, you can order more copies of your book. It just cost you another 30 bucks or something to buy another one off. Yeah, I'm not sure. Something like that. I, th- I think there there was a there's a listing in there as well. So I don't think it's just a, you only get one copy if they want to print more or if you want to get more. I believe there's an option for that as well. But anyway, the Lulu Illustory Create Your Own Book gift for that young author, young, young burgeoning author in your family. The next one is just a book. You know, because well, we're, we're it's, a, it's a set. It, it, I think it's a set. It, it's a, it's it's books, but really, it's a gift for your belly. <laughs> this is the my first cookbook, uh, fun recipes and cook together. Um, this is from the America's Test Kitchen. Yes, this is and the so, youngest uh, cooking book from g- America's give Test them, Kitchen. Yeah, tell them who America's Test Kitchen. Okay, if, they don't know. if you don't know America's Test Kitchen, one of the, it's a it's a PBS. Pop, PBS yeah. uh, it was a PBS show. Basically, let's say they're making a chocolate chip cookie. They're going to try a hundred different chocolate chip cookie recipes, and mm-hmm. they're going to give you the best one, and they're going to tell you why that's the best one, why the the chemistry of this one works just right. They're going to tweak and tweak these recipes so they're perfect. One of my big pet peeves about people who are learning to cook and whenever friends come to me and say, because I like to think I'm a pretty good cook and people will come and say, you're a wonderful cook. Thank you. You're the bestest of cooks. How do you, you, I try recipes, how do you make them? It's like the pedigree of the recipe really matters. Mm -hmm. I I liken this to giving children poor quality art supplies. Mm -hmm. People always say like, or poor quality instruments, like don't give them a poor quality crayons or whatever because it, it, they don't they won't want to make art this is the same thing if you start with poor quality recipes you you might think like you're just a bad cook because you don't really know that that's a poor quality recipe. You know how many times I've it's, seen a recipe where there's the no unknown. salt? It's the unknown unknown. And I'm like, do, do you there's know salt in everything. There should you, be salt. Yeah. Do you know if the problem is the recipe or if it's you? And right. If, if you don't know that, you don't know where the problem is. Right. And here it, you we get know, discouraged. Here we know the recipes are good. It's you. It's you. Right. <laughs> so if you really want to start your kids on a journey, if your kids are interested in cooking and you want to start them on this journey to enjoy cooking you want them to make tasty things i have seen a lot of kids cookbooks and we even have one we have this princess cook cookbook where the recipes are very cute and they're terrible oh yeah they're to everyone we make they're bland or they're just the flavors Strange. are weird yeah i mean 
they've just they've tried to do some weird things and what they've done in some places is cut strange corners Mm -hmm. like there was like a hummus and there was no tahini and i was like what is going on here like you can't make hummus with anyways so there's been some weird things where they're like oh it's a kid's book we're just going to cut weird corners this is not that this is a fantastic book we do own this book we bought it for our youngest because she's doing this blossom and root now and there's kitchen classrooms a big part of it with the early years and so we bought this book and we love it absolutely love it it's great for kind of your four it says five to eight year olds i think you know we're starting it with a three-year-old she's starting it but you could start at four even Mm -hmm. this is the book this is the best book to get your kids started it's like 11 bucks it's not very expensive it's a really pretty hard cover it doesn't just have dessert recipes it's got recipes for snacks and for dinner also does have desserts but it gives a lot of um really accessible things and then to go with this we really recommend getting a kid's cooking set So this would be not just an apron, but a set of kids' knives. They have these really great uh, nylon knives that we have yeah, a set. We have a set like this. and it's like got, heavy plastic, heavy white plastic. Yeah, we have a set that has a, a cutting board in these knives. And these are knives that are the, the appropriate size for their hands. They're a bit safer. Um, they're serrated. So, yeah, they're serrated so that they can do some things. And this also has in it um, spoons and tongs and whisk and rolling pin. And everything is kind of child-sized. And it's got measuring cups and a timer, measuring spoons. So it really has all of this together. Um, and I think that, you know, getting a... Getting pairing a, the two together. Pairing the two together makes... If you've got a budding chef, getting some sort of child's um, cooking set with this great book... It's a great way to get them started. Our, our daughter for Christmas, she is getting a, a cooking set all of her own. And, it, and I, at first I didn't think that, you know, she really needed her own set of measuring spoons and stuff. But I came to realize that, you know, she's always like running around looking for our stuff. Oh, mom, where do you keep this piece? Where do you keep that piece? And that really is like my ownership, right? Because it's my kitchen. So then I own all these pieces. And she's she's constantly asking me where everything is and now she's going to have her own tub that will have all of her cooking stuff in it so when mm-hmm. she's get, going to get ready to re- make a recipe she just pulls it out so she's like i got my stuff yeah. and i think that that sense of ownership is part of i mean when you make food it's part of yourself that goes into that cooking and i take ownership of it like i don't i don't when, just say i made chili for dinner i made my chili my for chili, dinner yeah. right like and i think well, this is part of that we're seeing that with a 3 year old as well when when we invite her in to start cooking you know, she has to go get her apron. She's got to pull the chair up. She's got to get the stuff. She loves having her own apron, own stu- not yeah. sister's apron. Exactly. She has her own special That one. sense of ownership of your own materials, I think, brings you closer to the activity and closer yeah, to the task that you're trying to accomplish. And, and especially with the children, we want to welcome them into the kitchen. We want to make sure it's, you know, they're not A, breaking the things that we own mm-hmm. and B, having something that is safe. These knives are, while they could potentially cut yeah, you yeah they could potentially if I you worked leave, hard at it i wouldn't i wouldn't let your three-year-olds fight with these no with these of course things. not but you know i i let my three-year-old cut an apple with this knife and i while i was watching out for rogue fingers being under the knife she was able to cut the knife herself and i mean cut the apple herself with this like kind of serrated you know nylon knife wasn't difficult at all and i didn't feel like she was gonna you know hurt herself seriously so i think it's kind of like the nice blend of the two where it's like okay we have safety issues in the kitchen versus you know ownership of the products i think this is a great way to bring them into the kitchen especially if you are a family that is that loves food as much as we do and cooking and having dinner and breakfast and lunch all together and making our meals and making meals from whole foods not just out of packaged materials but if you you know listen we 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 
boxed mac and cheese as well and everything like that but oh, yeah, no judgment no judgment but you know we do like to cook with a lot of whole foods and yeah. we like to bring the kids into that so this is something that i i agree with you that this is an important thing for us because this is a focus of us as a family that you know making food and, and eating food together and is trying big, new recipes we try, love to do that especially with the around the world journey it was a huge a huge element of of if you will, go watch our videos on youtube that was a huge element of what we talked about and what we enjoyed yeah. but just in general eating through the world just in general <laughs> we enjoy eating food we enjoy making food we enjoy trying new recipes food is a big piece of our of our homeschool but not even just our homeschool but our family in general so that's something one of the reasons why we push the food as much as we do so pivoting from the stem to a little bit of creativity with the writing and into a little bit of the cooking classroom. Stuff. Now we are going into the theater. Ariel, who is the expert theater person, <laughs> what would you give to a young child who wants to do plays? So our children last year for Christmas got the Melissa and Doug Puppet Theater. Um, and it it is awesome. It is really cool. It it stands pretty tall, actually. It's it got is. a little it's got a little clock on the front, so you can set the time of the next show. It has a curtain, so you can pull it back, and then you buy the different puppet sets to go with it. So there's like um, fairy tale puppet sets. There's animals. There's people that have different jobs, like firemen and policemen. And so our kids got all these different pieces, and they absolutely love to put on puppet shows now. Mm -hmm. uh, this is just like the perfect setup. So if you really want to give your kids something that is imaginative, I think that this is this is great because it can grow with your mm -hmm. with your children. Um, it's not just for little kids. And in fact, as your kids get older, the stories get more complex. But yep. I, they love the performance aspect. And I think that there's something a little bit like, you know, kids do like to perform a lot of them. Um, and our, our kids are no exception. But there's something great about the anonymity of a puppet being behind there and your face isn't showing mm -hmm. that they seem to be more free to really express themselves and have more creative ideas. Yep. Um, so this has been really great. Uh, this was easily one of the best things that they received yep. for Christmas. Um, and getting the different puppets is nice too because you can get you know a couple puppets this year and then you can get another set next year. You can ask friends and family, uh, you know, if grandma and grandpa are asking what to get for your kids, oh, hey, we're getting the puppet theater, so get more puppets. Because yep. let's face it, more puppets, always better. <laughs> well, and especially if they're really into, like as you said, if they're into theater and everything, you then turn that around and you put a camera and they can film their own movies. Absolutely. And you, you can definitely see how this can kind of grow into something even larger than just, you know, giving a puppet show to the grandparents on the, on the Christmas morning. This could be something where they, you know, they, they pull up their tablet and they, they record scenes and they Absolutely. edit it together and they actually make a whole movie out of it. So you can really th see how you can kind of play with interest. I, I remember I had a, one of my cousins was really into stop motion animation. He did the stop motion uh, Lego stuff, which is really popular. That was just, and even till I think until he graduated high school, he was still doing uh, cinematography and, and movies and, mm -hmm. and he was in the film class. And all of that started from when he was a little kid and remembering that he did stop motion animation stuff with Legos. You can imagine you know, having a learner who really wants to be on stage or really enjoys the performance aspect, this could be their first moment into that. And then that will just carry on so on right. and so forth, especially with you being in the theater. And, you know, she was, you know, a hair's breadth away from being in the latest play. You know, this is an important thing. And the, these type of gifts are, are, you know, you can see, you know, you have interests within your family that a lot of children tend to follow in the same direction. Like, okay, we're, you know, we're a golfing family. We like to play golf. Your kids are probably going to play golf with you, right? Yeah. You're in theater. 
it's a high probability our daughters are going to be in theater. These are the type of gifts that you can give to, you know, let them have that experience and start to to develop those skills. Without the stage fright, I think it was really fun. So this is a great gift. If you want, if you're looking for something hands-on to give your kids, uh, this is, would be a top pick of ours. Moving beyond puppets and getting into more like figures we know uh yeah. dinosaurs are always popular with the children and and national geographic has a nice tub of dinosaur characters and figurines right. we we got a couple tubs last year Yeah, this with, was a big hit we yes. we actually didn't have this on the guide last year but because it was such a big hit for our daughter for yeah. christmas they have dinosaurs there's an ocean set and a wildlife set yep. um, and we ended up getting her i think dinosaurs ocean and farm animals farm last animals, year yeah. and these figures have been the biggest hit. They were just out the other day? Yes. Both our three-year-old loves them and our seven-year-old plays with them too. The other thing that I really like about them, because you've got you know your dinosaurs and palm trees and different stuff, they have been used for numerous different craft projects because you've got dinosaur yep. foot, feet. I know we did like we did a dinosaur stomps, uh, we, cookies. We've done I fossil did, stuff with them. I did fossil stuff with them, and I did trace fossils. So trace fossils being the uh, steps of the dinosaurs, you know, left behind. And so we actually use them to make little. It's fun. Well, steps, and now yeah. they they start. It's something that they can play with while mm-hmm. we're reading about dinosaurs. They can yep. be kind of playing with them. Something that they're starting to recognize the different animals and look them up. I, I just, I guess I never realized how um, incredibly powerful like little plastic play versions of animals and, and dinosaurs could be. Awful. It's a classic and it's just you know, it's still so great. We have a giant tub of little people and all the various little people characters from, you know, Bluey. We have the Bluey characters as well, but we also have all these little people characters and then we have all like the princess little peoples yeah. and all that stuff. These tub of characters are right next to that, right? So oh all of a gosh. sudden you pull it out and you have this, you know, princess set. The one thing with our oldest is she loves to make, I don't know, like they're like massive parties. And right. they're like all very organized. Everyone's 40, in a line. Yeah, it's 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 like everybody's having a party at the DMV. And everybody's in a line and <laughs> yeah. they're all having fun and they're all dancing very organized. Um, everybody's in the right place. But there's like 70 or 80 of these characters just like sitting around and yeah. perfectly organized. She loves it. And when we're re- we've been and, reading about dinosaurs and things, she's and like, she wait a minute, we have dinosaurs. one of these. I know we have this one, yes. Yeah, she can recognize. So I think that they're great. These are really, we put these on the list because they're awesome. Um, you know, for us who have a preschooler and an early elementary child, mm-hmm. it's really challenging to buy gifts for the preschooler. I mean, to be honest, it's like super hard um, because you don't really want to get things, you want to get things that are totally appropriate for your preschooler, but you're really not wanting to get something that they're going to, age out of quickly Mm -hmm. because you know that's that the lifespan of that toy is fairly short um and the other thing is you don't really want to get something that is exclusively just for a three-year-old that an older child would want to play with or else no one's ever going to want to play with the three-year-old with this toy so we're always kind of struggling to find something that we think that will be on the three-year-old's level but that the seven-year-old will also think is pretty cool and Darn if figurines just aren't like uh, these these kind of animal figures aren't a great way to do that. So if you're really trying to split ages, yeah. we recommend these. Another great uh, add-on to the prehistory study that we're doing as well. Absolutely. You know, speaking of of having you know two or three children who are different age groups working together and playing with the same type of toys, like like with the figurines, we are a big puzzle family. Mm-hmm. Um, our children have been into puzzles from since they were wee little children and they are still in the puzzles i had i brought puzzles out the other day and i had my three-year-old do some quiet time and she did a bunch of puzzles 24 48 piece type of things our oldest can do 100 maybe close to a 200 piece puzzle now 
you know, puzzles are a big thing for us. I uh, sitting around talking, chatting, putting puzzle pieces together is a thing that my family likes to do that we like to do. Um, it's just something that is a very, it's a very social experience. Mm -hmm. Something that we got into, which was the first one we did? No, well, last year for we Christmas, got, my parents got us one of these. So, so they're a, called family time puzzles. Yeah, so they're imagine a four hundred piece puzzle. So you're looking at kind of like maybe two feet by one foot, maybe one and a half feet. But it's instead of super small pieces, it's a range of pieces. So, right, so big like, pieces, medium pieces, and then traditional small puzzle pieces. Yeah, and so it's like separated in thirds. Yeah. So like let's say the far left of the puzzle is all going to be your small pieces that we would expect to see on a 500-piece puzzle, yeah. let's say. And then the middle are going to be pieces you'd expect on like a 200-piece puzzle. Yeah, 100, 200, yeah. And then on the far side, there's pieces you'd expect in you know a 48-piece puzzle. Yep. So basically what this allows you to do is have everybody work on the puzzle at the same time, even though we're all at different levels. So when we did this, yeah. our little one was doing the the biggest pieces and our, our middle child, our older child, was doing the, the middle. And then you and I did the adult pieces and on because, the end and we helped seam them together. Well, And because they are, you know, you end up having like 20 of the big pieces and maybe 50 of the medium pieces and then like, you know, two or 300 of the, the smaller pieces, we end up finishing the puzzle kind of at the yeah. same time. like. Like everybody's putting their last pieces in. And it was so, it was really enjoyable because very rarely do are we able to do a puzzle that you and I want to do right. with the kids. Because right. it's like, oh no, I want to do the 500 piece Star Wars puzzle from Buffalo, <laughs> right? right? right. And, and and you want, you know, they want to do the Elsa puzzle, you know? And it's like, I don't want to do that same Elsa puzzle for like the 900th time. Right. I'm done with that one. You want, we want something that's all on it's our like challenging. levels of yeah, challenge. And something enjoyable that we can all work together. And and what's cool is we all have different ways of doing puzzles. You can do the edge in, you can do colors, you can do by, you know, by piece shape, whatever it might be, whatever your sorting method is, everybody can work together. And I like that. And I, and I like bringing the kids into the, doing the puzzles yeah. without having to do their puzzles. Yeah. It's a, something we could do together. And yeah. the, you know, I think we have two of them here in the, in the show notes below. Really, really fun. It was it was super enjoyable. I still remember that time doing it. And yeah. we would really recommend you guys checking out these kind of family-oriented puzzles. Moving on into the garden, one of the great things you, we can do with our children is to bring life into the world, <laughs> just like we did with our children. Why not do that? You know, our, okay, side, side note, our, our child is extremely into the hungry, hungry caterpillar. I read this story four or five times a day. She knows it by, by heart. <laughs> yes, she does. I can now read it by heart. One of the cool things we could do, and I know we're going to do this because she is going to be all over this, yes. is the insect lore butterfly growing kit. And so you can imagine getting shipped a very, very hungry caterpillar who is going to eat <laughs> yep. through one piece of chocolate cake. One. You actually get you actually get several caterpillars. So when you buy this several. kit, yes. it's got a coupon in it for the caterpillars. Um, and it has a... Kind of a like a spiral mesh house. It's got like little caterpillar feeding stuff yep. for it and a bunch of information all about butterflies and caterpillars. Um, and then you get a coupon for the caterpillars. I think you just pay for shipping of the caterpillars. It's like eight bucks or something. Yeah. Like. And then you get the caterpillars. They grow up to be butterflies. You get to watch the whole process occur and learn about them. And then you get to set them free. I think this, this is so great. It's like 20 bucks. I mean, what a great. You know what it is? You know what's great about this? It's a temporary pet. 
Yes, I perf- love that. It's not like, hey, let's get a dog and you've just saddled yourself for 10, 15 years <laughs> or a cat in maybe right. like two decades. So if you have a child who really wants a pet, we recommend the butterfly garden. <laughs> butterfly temporary garden. <laughs> well, I think it's just really cool. And they get to watch the entire process yeah. happen. Um, so what a great learning experience and totally fun. And I'm sure we're going to do this because yeah. our kids will absolutely love it. You know, after you successfully raise and grow your butterflies and you name them, you release them out to the world to be bird food. The next thing you want to do is potentially build your own little greenhouse setup. Now you can Maybe go the out. the butterflies can actually end up tending your flowers. One there. of my favorite videos on the internet ever was, I believe somebody did this. And I, I, people, I will go and find the video, but I believe a family raised a butterfly. It was like a monarch butterfly and they were about ready to free it to the world. It might, might have even been like a bird or something. And they're about to release it, and their dog came out of nowhere and just ate it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. And it was horrifying. And you could see all the levels. <laughs> Let's not do that with you could, butterfly. You could see all the humor levels. The mom and the daughter in tears. <laughs> end of their world. The son totally shell-shocked as he sees his his favorite dog become a, you know, a monster. And the dad is in the back laughing. <laughs> it's like all the various levels of humor. <laughs> it was, anyway, so when you release your butterflies to the world to be eaten by birds. Um, <laughs> don't let your dog eat it. Don't let your dog eat it. Um, you may want to go and, and do a little gardening. We've done a, some gardening shows where we talked about gardening with your kids. You may want to try to create it, you know, twist it into being kind of a botany kit. And so that's what we're going to talk about right now, which is the uh, uh, Thames and Cosmos Kids First Botany Set. And basically, this is just a a simple gardening setup. Well, it's kind of cool because it's a it's, little it's greenhouse like a, set. It's got it's like, like little domes yeah. and it has seeds in it. It's and like a fancier version of the Jiffy greenhouse kits you get at Home Depot. Yeah, it's a fancier version and it's and it's meant for for, for science kids. study, yeah. right? And it's so, got the, the feel of look and feel of kits. Yeah, so you're going to get seeds and pellets and this cool little green setup for you to put the pellets in and put domes over the top so you can watch things grow. And then you're going to learn all about... Uh, the life cycle of plants and how seeds grow. And so I think that's a really fun kit. If you're interested in, and if your kids are interested at all in, in plants and you want to do some things indoors, yeah. this would be especially great for someone who doesn't actually have a backyard. If yes. you live in a condo or an apartment yes. um, and you can't really plant things as Got easily. A nice bright, bright sunny window you can put this in front of. Right. Yeah. This would be perfect or a small balcony that you want to do. I think that this is a great thing. Uh, and they include, they include the pea pellets. They include the seeds. They include everything, all the pots and everything you need to do. And then also the instruction manual in there as well yep. so everything is included it's so you all can, done like as experiments so you're going to be you know doing different projects and it's, watching. it's like the great pancake you know bag just add water and you're good you, know, <laughs> you don't have to do anything else yeah. just add some water to it and you're sure good. That's true. It's, it's as simple as that making pancakes now going from you know raising your butterflies going in i love how you want these all to have like a theme like well, there's like a thread there, listen i'm it's like a story listen i'm <laughs> Go I didn't back, pick them this way. Go back to 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 gift number two and build your uh, Lulu storybook, um, and now you're going to come all the way through as Matt's telling this wonderful story yeah, of our you gift are. guide. You know, I try I try to be I try to be cool <laughs> like this. You've you've raised your butterflies, you've raised your 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 crests and your lettuce greens in your in your little pot. And now you actually want to get outside and do something. One of the most important things for me is you pack your own stuff, you carry your own water. And so if you're going to go outside, you're going to take those kids with you. They need to be hauling their own stuff. I'm not hauling 20 pounds of snacks. <laughs> you're hauling your own snacks. You're hauling your own water. Um, basically a simple backpack. We did this with the Girl Scouts. Yeah, well, this is a little, yeah. this is a kid's camelback, which we we got a little backpack like this for our daughter before. Yeah, for Girl Scouts. And what we really found, 
I didn't realize this before, but you know, I was always the one carrying the backpack with the water and the snacks and stuff. Um, and I realized that our daughter really enjoyed hiking and being outside and exploring so much more when she actually had her own things about her. Yep. So she had her own water and her own notebook, um, and her own snacks and things. I think she just felt the independence of it and she felt more willing to explore and to explore for longer when she had her own things. So yeah, going back to what we yeah. said about the cooking utensils in the kitchen, you know, having your own right, things and, independence. and you're, you're going from being carried all the time when you're, you know, one, two, and maybe almost into three years old or, you know, living in a stroller um, to the fact that you're now doing the hiking, you're actually doing the thing and you want to start to look like mom and dad who have backpacks on their back to carry everything. So they yeah. want to just fit right in and they want to have their own uh, 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 water bladder. Yeah, yeah, which I think is great because then you don't have to share. I, I hate forever like leaning down and giving them my water bladder hose. Yeah, and, you know, like I, we're sharing the germs clearly, but also it's just <laughs> like, uh, it's annoying to keep stopping. So anyways, we wanted to put this on the list because I think this can really help with your outdoor nature walks. And coupled with this kind of travel type mm-hmm. theme, uh, we wanted to put this out there. There is a really cool travel journal called the go a kid's interactive travel diary and journal um this is awesome and we are planning a really big trip coming up and i'm sure we're going to be podcasting about that we'll podcast after it's done yeah after it's done um no spoilers yeah but we're gonna we're gonna be taking a very long trip we were very much inspired by listening to the interview with um Dan, uh, daniel and, and megan tenney who who did some road schooling um so we we loved this. What's cool about it is, you know, you get, there's all kinds of journals out there. And usually it's just like blank paper. Sometimes it'll give you a prompt, you mm-hmm. know, what, what did you do today or whatever. Um, this one is made for kids. It's super colorful. And it has great things like a section to color where it says like, you know, what my traveling companions look like or mm-hmm. big pages, what I packed. Or what, what did I eat today? What did I eat? How did it taste? And it, and it has all of the uh, faces, smiley, you know, smile, yuck, whatever. Like, in, in, So it's all made it's for kids. It's kind of like a, a, a journaling diary activity book. Right. It's made for kids to record their travel without really needing to be able to write mm-hmm. very well. Like it's not it's not a, a writing intensive book. It, it uses a combination of... Uh, check or fill in kind of workbooky stuff with uh drawing you know a little bit of writing if they want to or they could just draw a picture um i think this is great and this will be perfect for our kids to remember their trip um so i definitely check this out the go kids interactive travel diary and journal i was super impressed with with how it looked um you know, sometimes stories are told non-linear. So now we're coming back. <laughs> I love to how the you st- tried to make this all. Now story. we're coming back to the story. So this is kind of the flashback. Now we're going. Now we're in real time <laughs> at the STEM section. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about robots. So the uh, the Thames and Cosmos again. We've, we've just talked about them. Yeah, with that's Brock. a great brand. So um, their kids' first robot factory. Um, so basically, this is if you can imagine the Legos. What are they? The the Connecty type of. Yeah, what is they're, it, the, they're the the. The masterminds, the the mechanics ones, yeah, they have the kind of the, Are they the called old connect. I think they're like something like that. Yeah. Anyway, it's, we haven't it's, gotten there yet. It's like the Lego set that you know that, that they use to make robots, and and they code the the Lego mastermindy type of things that that, that go with it. We're not, yeah, we're we're still in regular. We're Legos. still in regular. We're not, we haven't got there yet. We're, we're not. We haven't graduated. We're there. going there, but we're <laughs> technic. We're, technic. That's it. Technic. technic. Um, Basically, what you're doing is you're getting a central body that has been coded to do certain actions. And then what you're doing is assembling the robot on the outside. 
whether it has a certain type of head or a certain type of arms or yeah. legs. And there's eight different ones, and they're purpose-built, yeah. so each one does a, a different thing based on the configuration like a, of how you build it. One of my favorite things is the Legos three-in-one sets. So you can imagine this being kind of an eight-in-one set, so you're actually making different robots um, from basically a base set of pieces, you know, whatever it might be, like a ski bot or a walker bot or a drill bot, a jogger, whatever it might be, the robot will then walk and move based on which one you've you've built. And just, I mean, just thinking about like building the different sets, I, I, I think I've talked before about the three-in-one Lego sets that I like, these that I use them with the kids all the time. And I'm actually giving these as gifts now um, to kids. We gave them as Halloween gift sets because I just like the fact that it's not just one thing that you're building, that you have the option to build more than one. Right. And I think with, you know, like going back to the the original one, the Botley uh, uh, robot, once you start playing with the initial setups that are pre-configured or pre-set up or pre-defined, all of a sudden by doing one or two or three of those, all of a sudden the kid begins to in intuitively learn, okay, this is how I create using these sets. So being able to create multiple robots, you can easily imagine after creating their third or fourth one, they go, well, gosh darn it, I want my legs to be a little bit longer and I want them to walk more like a crab. And so mm -hmm. you can start seeing their their juices flowing in the way they, they start doing creativity. So I love things that have multiple use cases. So they're learning multiple ways of doing the same thing and then allows them to then learn how those, why they are different because mm -hmm. they built them differently and then use that difference to then build something they want to build. Yeah, I think this is really cool. I love that it's got the eight different ways to build mm -hmm. and it shows them exactly how to do it so that they can really learn. I think this is a really neat set. So this is going to be for kids probably six to nine maybe yeah something yeah. in that range maybe maybe uh seven to nine so but i think it's a really neat kit so definitely check that out moving on from the stem back into the national geographic we're talking about the the national geographic gross science lab you have all seen these wonderful yellow boxes of national geographic kits whether it's digging up dinosaur bones or building a, a, a volcano which are our our youngest is getting for Christmas this year because she's really into volcanoes. Yeah, she has dreams about... She volcanoes. had a dream last night. She was like, we were all driving a car and we were driving from the lava. And I was like, was it scary? She goes, no, mommy, it was lava. It was lava. Like, it was cool. When, so. when she asked me to play a, a Lego, I mean, a, a YouTube video, she's like, daddy, daddy, please play the a lava video, but not the the music lava video from the Pixar the Pixar animation. I want a real lava video. But anyway... So there's the lava sets, there's the, I think, growing your own gems sets. There's all these different ones. The one we're talking about today is the Gross Science Lab. So basically this is 15 different little experiments from dissecting a brain to, you know, blood cells. Um, there, there's so many different activities in here and you can imagine pulling one out every other week and it can kind of take you through a whole a whole, uh, a whole year. If you're looking to do something fun, you know, every other Friday with your kids, um, because dad's home or, or, or whatever it might be. Um, these are a lot of fun I, and I enjoy these. And for the pound for pound, what you get out of these kits is really amazing. Like it's like they, they have legs, they have lasting power and they're always so affordable and they cover so many different ranges. The one we're talking about is a gross science lab, but you can go into the um, to the carousel below on, on the link below and see how many different versions of these and really pick one that like fits your learner. It could be a space one, it could be a underwater sea one. You can, whatever it is, 
National Geographic has built these little kind of stemmy They're just kits. so great. They're they're small and there's lots of experiments it, in there. Yeah, what's cool is is there's multiple they're they're always within a theme. Yeah. And so you're going to do multiple things that all feed into the theme. And so the kid mm-hmm. will remember the theme because they did so many different ex- experiments. I like it because science is one of those things that we we oftentimes struggle yeah. with a little bit to do hands-on science, especially in the younger years. Uh, so these kits are just perfect for that. Last and not least. Not least is the uh, Faber and Castell uh, Do Art Coloring with Clay. Now, you you may have a, a child who loves to loves to art loves to color, <laughs> who also loves Play-Doh. I wouldn't say that sounds like a three-year-old we have, but it does. <laughs> she loves the art and she loves the Play-Doh. This is a very cool set where basically they give you a sheet and they give you kind of the outlines and they give you all this wonderful modeling clay that you can then take and shape into the sheet through the basically the outline and fill it in with clay. And by doing that, you actually end up building a beautiful image. Yeah. It kind of guides you through in the different colors. Exactly. It's like, really neat. Like there's, like there's a lion on the front. I think there's one like a raccoon, a parrot. So you can see these really vibrant, very, very colorful things. They can also follow the instructions. They can look at the image and like kind of recreate whatever the, the image is um, on the back of the sheet. Or they can do something completely different. You know, why not have a lion that has green hair? Yeah, you know, I think it's really he's, cool. He's a cool lion, right? It gives them it gives them the underlying matte outline exactly. so that they know how to shape the clay to make these really beautiful pictures. And the clay doesn't dry, so it doesn't dry out. Um, so it's not one of these like modeling clays that does, like an air an air clay, like an air dry clay. Right, you got to work with it because you got to constantly. Dry out. Yeah, and so this is basically something you can reuse, so they can pull up the pieces, try it again, different colors. Wonderful creativity. Great price for this. This is something you can do. You can take it on the road with you. You can imagine, you know, pulling this out on a on a cold, you know, a cold rainy day like like we're finally having here in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> yeah. um, but definitely something that you know will brighten it up, brighten up your kids' uh, imagination. A lot of times with our with our youngest, who when she loves to play with play doh, she loves to be guided in the play doh. Um, whether it's one of the kits that like you know makes all the spaghetti. Or the you know the the impressions. She just doesn't freeform play things. She loves to use these pre preset things. And so I can imagine her saying, "Okay, I have to make a Play-Doh piece that kind of looks like this shape. That will be easy for her to do. Great for an early learner." The uh, Faber and Castell. Another thing too is is Faber and Castell. They do great art supplies. Like it's really good really pens, do. really good pencils. They're really well known for decent art supplies. So again, going back to that thing where. You want to use quality materials when you're doing art. These guys would be really good for it. So, Right. So that concludes our 2022 holiday gift guide. Amazing. Let us know, as we, you know, we're still shopping too. Let us know <laughs> <laughs> what things you plan to get for yeah. your kids yeah, that we'll, are We'll post it in the Facebook in group and, and maybe post in there, you know, ideas for other people as well. I know a lot of times we're trying to find those last minute items to stuff into the... Yeah, you know, we're trying to get this out before Black Friday. So if any of this stuff yeah. ends up going on sale anywhere. Um, but yeah, check the links below. And, and if you end up purchasing anything, remember to use one of our affiliate links and it helps to support our show. It's another great way to help us keep going and, and keep making good content. So happy holidays to everyone. Yeah. And uh, we'll continue here through December. But we wanted to get this out early for you so that you have a chance to go out and do some shopping. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!